Hi, folks. So, as regular listeners know, but new listeners may not, we have animals in this house, and they occasionally make noise, so you're warned about that. Also, we swear a lot, and we try to keep things rated uh, PG-13, that is parental guidance suggested. Unfortunately, the major podcast distributors all say things like... uh, explicit or clean and we can't mark it clean so we have to say explicit because it's not clean clean but it's not explicit explicit if you know what i mean anyway you, you get the idea welcome to productivity alchemy episode 94 if all is going according to plan we are currently in tibet oh yeah this is awesome uh at least i hope it's awesome and i hope everything is done but uh at the time of this recording it appears all of our government uh, permits have been approved, and all the travel plans are in place. So uh, there's a very good likelihood that by the time you are listening to this, we're in Tibet, which is the coolest fucking thing ever. I'll tell you how cool it is when we get back. I hope. <laughs> Still a lot of I hope going on. Anyway, uh, I have this amazing interview with Anna James to share with you this week. And rather than save it for when we get back, whoops, um, rather than save it for when we get back, I figured you would really enjoy it. I really enjoyed it. Now, I am going to mention that uh, there is a content warning on this one uh, about injury uh self-harm, depression, sexism, misogyny, anxiety, and mental health. But the discussion was really good, and I think we ended up talking for something like two hours. It was absolutely ridiculous and absolutely fantastic. So without further ado, we'll be talking with Anna right after this. Hi, folks. I am here today with Anna James, and Anna is going to talk about how she stays productive. It is she, right? Not, not. It is she. Okay. Um, I have to check. I've, I've made that mistake once or twice and, and had to backpedal. So I, I should remember to ask before I hit record. But anyway, Anna, can you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do? Uh, So my name is Anna. Mm -hmm. I am an engineer and a data scientist in training. I'm currently enrolled in a PhD program for biomedical informatics. Oh, wow. And I have a part-time internship on the side. Wow. Okay. And what do you do for the internship? Is it more of the uh, informatics? It is. I uh, work at a local healthcare company. Well, I guess it's an international healthcare company, but they happen to have a branch that's local to me okay and we're doing a lot of really interesting research with the data science Mm -hmm. um machine learning type stuff okay i'm a little jealous that sounds like it's really fun to work with so it's so much fun and the person i report to is brilliant Mm. and what i've now now this is just my internal geekiness what language are you using for the for the machine learning 
Uh, right now we're using a lot of Python. We're using Keras and TensorFlow. Okay. Uh, and we looked into a new library or a couple new libraries. Google has an auto ML right. cloud computing, but Ooh. there was a group that did an implementation of auto ML uh, using Keras and Ooh. it's ideal for people who don't have data science background, but mm-hmm. still want to run machine learning. Right. Right. Which is, which is a big field. I mean, it is becoming a big field and it is. Python really is the language of choice. So, I, Hey, it's a language I know. Maybe I need to look more into it. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, with all that going on, how do you keep yourself organized? Uh, it can be an uphill battle. Okay. <laughs> so I am, uh, Torn between analog and digital. Okay. I have uh, a notebook that was formerly known as a bullet journal. <laughs> but I, because of all the different articles that exist and the, the thought that it has to be this beautiful artistic endeavor in order to be mm-hmm. a bullet journal trademark, um, I try not to use those words. It, it's interesting because I've, the, the Tobias Buckel article that I posted where he has just done it in the absolute bare bones raw just off the bullet journal website. It's incredibly effective. So yeah. Oh yeah. Um, That's where I started. I have, Mm -hmm. I actually have all my old notebooks going back to, I guess, late 2014. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's been really interesting to watch how my, use of the system has evolved over time cool yeah uh now okay so that that's is that the only analog thing i mean that's that that is a great system for you know taking quick notes for getting those quick to-dos down i understand completely it's kind of what i'm doing in my tool planner hold on now i have to stand over here so not the microphone tool okay (laughs) ursula's not here so someone has to do it um anyway yeah absolutely someone has to do (laughs) yeah yeah so, uh, so I use the bullet journal as mm-hmm. kind of my brain dump. It's got my appointments for the day. It mm-hmm. has everything that I need to do in that day. Uh, I also use it to kind of score myself on how productive I've been, okay. how much energy I've used in the day. So All right. there will be when like last Sunday, my only things that I needed to do was restart an experiment and exercise. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I got five points that day. Right on. But let's see. Tuesday was a 32 point day. Whoa. Okay. Which was really crazy. And mm-hmm. the keeping track of how many points I've used in a day helps me figure out, Oh, right. It's okay for me to be tired. Right. Right. And, now I'm really curious about this and this now we go completely off script because this is probably more for for part 3 but but how do you determine the score is each task like a single point or is there like a a, a web page somewhere that explains all this or or how are you doing the actual scoring I am insanely curious about this I kind of made it up I used Fibonacci numbers Okay so I got the idea from uh scoring uh what is it stories in a a scrum oh wow okay but the way i learned scrum i didn't i didn't really learn scrum 
Yeah. So I kind of adopted it and said, all right, something that is super easy that the only reason I'm not doing it is because I don't feel like going and getting the watering can and bringing it up to water my plants. Mm -hmm. That's a dumb reason for not watering my plants. That gets one point. That gets one point. Okay. But something like uh, I cooked risotto. That's a five. five points. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, and and that's, I want to say in my training as a scrum master, that is possibly one of the most overlooked thing is how that how that scoring sequence works. But the idea of, of one for something incredibly easy and not very time consuming, five for something that's going to take a lot of effort, and three in between is, is really great. Do you ever go like up to seven? Or... Oh, I go to, let's see, I've had some eight point tasks. I have wow, some, okay. let's see. I have a 10-point task for mm-hmm. trying to modulize my code that I'm using for my experiments because that's not a skill that I have, and right. I know it's going to take more time and effort to do it right. Um, so things that are mm-hmm. school-related or work-related usually mm-hmm. get a lot of points. Right, because they're going to be very, very intensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Oh, that's awesome. That is absolutely awesome. I've never thought of using Scrum scoring that way. Oh, thanks. Yeah, no. So... All right, that's the so I think that's the analog. <laughs> yeah, so that's my analog. Right, I, right, right, right. I operate mostly in the analog, but mm-hmm. then I use a lot of different digital tools. Right. So I use uh, Habitica, Yay! Google Calendar. Um, Habitica has been awesome, actually. Uh, oh yeah, I, which I can talk about, I guess, for the next question. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get too off track. Right, right. Um, I think someone in a previous episode mentioned they use an app called Dalio. Yes. So I use that to look at uh, mood and different activities that I've been doing mm-hmm. and to see if there's a, a reason for me feeling a certain degree of bad that day. Nice. Or that week. Yeah, yeah. Um, I use Google Keep to drop random notes. Uh, also use it as a shared grocery list. I love it for a shared grocery list. <sighs> It's amazing. Uh, Ursula has a little trouble adapting to it, but it's great that I have it shared between myself and Jacob. And so if he needs, like, I can say I'm going to the store, update the list, and he'll add, like, the things he needs from the store, like, you know, soda or uh, uh, cliff bars or something like that. And it's just, it's so easy. It's great. That's Mm -hmm. brilliant. Yeah. Um, uh, My boyfriend works about, he has about a 45-minute commute if traffic's good. Mm Mm-hmm. So sometimes we'll skip grocery shopping on the weekend and he'll do it after work one day. And so it's like, what do we need this week? And I just update Mm -hmm. the list. I said, check it. You have it. Yeah. Uh, Since I haven't been working, I've done a lot more of the, what am I going to do for dinner? And I'll just pick up supplies on the way back from picking Jacob up from school. So it's much fresher and it isn't that giant run kind of thing. But then we have to do a giant run like once a month because we're out of paper towels or something like that. Yeah. You know, Yeah. yeah, those are ones that I don't have a car, so I use a lot of public transportation. Uh, yeah, I can do groceries. I can't do paper towels. <laughs> I just see it now on the bus with the big thing of paper towels on your lap, just like yeah, this is my oh, life I've now. Done it. Yeah, it, they just are not happy when you do mm-hmm. it. All right, um, all right. So Habitica, Google Calendar, Dailyo, Keep. Uh, what else falls into the tools of the trade, as it were? Uh, so lots of Google Docs. Mm-hmm. I uh, make spreadsheets to help tr- keep track of my goals. I have my reading list and a spreadsheet. 
Um, I actually got the idea from Ursula to track my word count because the idea of writing a dissertation is really overwhelming. Uh, right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause but, yeah. PhD student. Right. So yeah. 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 <laughs> that one's actually really cool. Um, I made a copy of it to share with a friend. I can give you the link if you want to put it up. I'd be, I'd be fascinated in, in seeing a copy of it. Yeah. Yeah, I can definitely share that. Yeah. Uh, and then I use Google Inbox for my email. And we are all sad that Inbox is going away. Yes. But it is. But all, a lot of the nice features we like from it are now in, like, regular Gmail, so it's not yeah. that bad. Yeah. The only thing I'm bummed about is they haven't incorporated bundles yet. Right. Okay, yeah. And bundles are huge for how I operate, because I'll have stuff for... For school, for my lab, I'll have mm -hmm. stuff for school that's specific to my department. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm a student rep for my program, too, so I have to mm -hmm. interact with uh, the other student rep and the head of my training program to coordinate events that are of interest to the students. And then I have work stuff. Right. Yeah. And, and then I've got junk mail. And, yeah, in a lot of ways, the bundles are, uh, you can sort of do it with the labels but it's not the same yeah yeah it's not the labels aren't as smart right and the, the trips labels are incredible and mm -hmm. just google trips isn't quite the same google trips i don't even know trips that's new and it i think it compiles all your reservation information to one space on your phone but then it also has suggestions for sightseeing and stuff oh i'm gonna have to look at that one because, because okay. you know, because we're always, you know, we, we're traveling for conventions. We've got the big China trip coming up. We've, we're going to Dublin for WorldCon, and sometimes it's just like, well, what can we do? And you have to go out and you have to. But if there's an app that sort of that can kind of help figure that out in advance, or just be like, oh yeah, you're going these places. Maybe you want to catch these sites. That's hot. Yeah, you should take a look at it. Then. Yeah, absolutely. Wow, that's that's a lot of digital tools. I'm gonna have fun with this. There's there's so much that, like trips is new, and just just thinking about you know a couple of these things, it's like I'm getting new ideas, and I love it when I get new ideas. Oh, good, I'm glad. So, yeah, 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 yeah. So now that we have all the tools, and we've talked a little bit about your scoring system, what other systems and, and habits are valuable to you? Uh, so a lot of routine. Mm -hmm. um, I know people have said that before. But routine is good. Um, mm -hmm. I am currently in one of the parts of the country, many parts of the country that are very, very cold. Yeah. For no good reason. Yeah. It's not um, supposed to be this temperature in, in early March here. No. Right? Yeah. Yeah. No. Like snow can, I'm in Pittsburgh, so snow mm. can be expected, but right. it's usually not 20 degrees outside. Plus yeah. Wind. Yeah, and I mean, here in North Carolina, yeah, we have had snowfalls in April, uh, my senior year of high school, and I, I admit I spent most of the week off listening to um, uh, Under the Cher the Under the Cherry Moon soundtrack by Prince, because it's got that song, Sometimes It Snows in April, but I, I, I was a goth kid, let's be honest. And, um, but yeah, no, it's not supposed to be like bitter, bitter cold at the beginning of March down here. It's just nuts. Yeah. yeah, and it's and the the way that the light is now, it's shifted, and my brain is very much like you need to do spring cleaning, right? But it's not part of it. It's not spring cleaning until I can open the windows and let fresh air in. Yeah, and uh, meanwhile, we've got stuff coming up that we know if we if we get like a cold snap, it's just gonna die. 
And it's like, right. you know, so the garage is now the incubator for our seeds. Oh, <laughs> you know, but we cleaned it out a couple weeks, months ago, so it, it's all good there. Just, you know. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Um, so routines. Yeah. Um, um, I use my Fitbit a lot to make sure that I'm getting enough sleep and it kind of forces me to exercise. Right. For me, it's it's Pokemon Go has been the force me to exercise lately. So, I had all these friends who were into Pokemon Go with me, and then I moved for grad school, and no one here is interested. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. No, just Ursula and I are obsessed, so it's yeah. a thing that happens. Uh, but when, when Anthrocon comes to Pittsburgh, let me tell you, there will be raiding groups, and there will be people all over <laughs> downtown for it. Trust me. Um, I'm actually thinking about um, taking some time off that week to go to Anthrocon. Oh, never been but it's i can't not go it's like right there it's right, right there. there all yeah. i need to do is take a bus downtown yeah and you can see the madness that we're dealing with all you know for those five days <laughs> plus the, oh my gosh so the i gonna tangent again that's fine i started off at my internship as a full-time intern last mm-hmm. summer but I asked to stay on as part-time because I like being around people who are not grad students. Okay, yeah. And who are passionate about something. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Because grad students are really kind of tired and uh, a lot of times are angry about something. And they're, they're really focused on that area of expertise until they, they don't have to be anymore. So right. it, I, I remember when my mom was in nursing school and, and how much just the, the research and when she was working on her master's, how much that just really consumed her focus. Yeah, yeah. it's a lot. Mm-hmm. I, know, I have a friend who didn't get internet at her apartment and her excuse was, now I have all these hobbies. <laughs> so, now, so now, yeah, because if she's got the internet, then she's got, uh, she's got to work, right? Or she's going to get distracted watching Netflix. But, oh, well, yeah. You know, she, um, like, what was it? She started playing the ukulele. Uh, <laughs> I think she does cross-stitch of profanity every now and then. There you go. Yeah. Oh. That was, yeah, really mm. big tangent. Um, That's fine. Yeah. So, all right, the uh, Fitbit for sleep tracking and exercise tracking, which is important. Which is important. Mm-hmm. Um, and you I had... Oh, no, go ahead. Reviews. Sorry. You do what reviews? I do two weekly reviews. Okay. I do one at the end of the week to see how the previous week went and say, okay, is there anything that needs to be done before Monday? Is there anything that I need to do better Mm -hmm. next week? And then the following Monday, I sit down and actually plan out what I'm doing that week. So you, you you plan your week. All right. So I do it two separate yeah. things because sometimes you just need that extra time to. And and you, you, you need that time sometimes to think about, all right, what did I do last week? It's it's part of the whole um, start, stop, continue loop. You know, mm-hmm. you, you can you, you sometimes you need to digest that is the at least the stop and the start bits. So before you get onto the next, like, usually if there's something you need to continue doing or you want to continue doing, that's like a no-brainer. But when you review the, the, when you do the review for the last week and you're like, you know, this is something maybe I don't need to be doing, you, you want sort of that air gap so that you can, you can let it settle in because it may be, it's 
you you might need to stop, but you have to continue for some reason, and you don't want to just cut it off. Or and the start doing right. something new is always the hard one to figure out. Right. Right. Yeah. So, and you talked about Habitica. Yes. Yes. Um, Habitica is how I check in with myself before I leave the house. Okay. So, did I get up? Did I take my vitamins? Did mm-hmm. I clean something? All right. Am I wearing clothes that I did not sleep in? Uh, grad student, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of lucky because it's hard to sleep in dress pants. Uh, I yeah. need to wear dress pants for two or three of the five days that I'm working just uh, because of where I am. Oh, business casual, how we loathe thee. But yeah, I understand completely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I could get away when when I worked in an office, if I could have gotten away with wearing sweatpants every day, I probably would have. Well, I probably wouldn't have because sweatpants are a bit much. But there, there are certainly you know choices I would have made other than yes, I have to wear Dockers and a button down. For me, it's jeans. I would yeah. live in jeans if I could. But. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So you use that just for the habit tracking. You're not doing any of the daily to dos or the the rest of it, or. I actually have all my habits that I care about as daily to do. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I'm in, I'm in a party. We generally always have a quest running. Mm-hmm. And then I started doing the new year's resolution challenge and the take this challenge. Oh, I love the take this challenge. And they're such great people. I I've run into them at, at a couple cons I work and the take this challenges are brilliant. They are. They uh, got me eating vegetables every day, so <laughs> they get bonus points for me from that. Yeah, um, I, I tend to skew our, our group, uh, our party's um, quests because I've been playing for so long and have so many different recurring things going on that I keep up with that I'm like forty levels ahead of everybody. So sometimes it's like, yes, I will, I will add this boost, and oh crap, I just one shotted the monster. Oh my gosh! <laughs> it's like, oh, I wish we were there, guys. Can we not do the level one, level two, early, early stuff? Can we? Can we? Oh right, we still have some people who are under level one hundred. Never mind. Um, oh my god! Yeah. I'm pretty sure we're all, at least most of us, are under level fifty right now. Yeah, and we have some that were under twenty. So Ooh, that'd do it. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, Habitica challenges. Love those challenges. Um, have you made your own challenges yet? Not yet. Um, I'm trying to figure out how to get my party a little more active. Gotcha. Or whether I can find uh, other grad students through the grad student guild who mm-hmm. want to do a party. But I haven't made my own yet. It's something yeah. I'm thinking about. It's, it's something I've been thinking about. I, there's up in the back of my head every so often I'm like we should make a productivity alchemy guild and then we could write challenges okay. there and uh, now I'm writing a note to myself PA guild on Habitica that would be pretty I would probably actually be active in that chat yeah I'm I'm not as active in in the chats as I should be but that just falls into the you know that's one of the and now everybody's going to be like where is it so I'm going to have to go create it after the interview so <laughs> that it's pending it's pending yeah yeah so that when they hear this why, because this is going to air while we're in China oh okay right that it's waiting for them to so like oh what a, a what guild uh, oh so it's not like they have to wait for me to you know fly back to start it so <laughs> oh 
that yeah that would be fun yeah uh all right so um habits and systems uh what else have we got uh, i keep separate bags for school and my internship okay so i don't lose my id tags because i need different ones for different buildings oh yeah um I generally eat the same thing for breakfast. I would eat the same thing for all three meals of the day if I could get away with it. But I usually just go with breakfast because uh, my boyfriend would not have mac and cheese with me every night of the week. Uh, that's, yeah, fair. I did find that when um, when I was able to, and I probably should be able to now a little better, but when I was having the same thing for breakfast and eating essentially the same lunch every day, this is when I was working and I was making my own lunch and driving in and, and stuff like that, that monitoring other aspects of my health got a little easier because there were like fewer variables. Uh-huh. You know, it's not like, well, I guess, well, today I had, you know, I went out for Thai for lunch, which means I had a big carb overload with the, with the rice. And, but yesterday I went for, you know, I just had a salad and, you know, I was, and this was early in my diagnosis with the type two. Okay. So it, it became, yes, I can manage this very, very intensely. And then enjoy it dinner or KUEC, except it's KUEC that's probably killing me anyway. So, <laughs> at least the candy cane episode. Oh, that. Oh, oh God, I'd forgotten all. Oh, flashback moment. Oh, okay. sorry about that. It's, it's okay. It's okay. Now, now I've got to taste the gravy one in my mouth again, and it's oh no, coffee, coffee. Oh yeah, fix it with coffee. Yeah, that one. Oh man, that was. I mean, that was. We've done weird shit. And we've done some terrible stuff, but that was, I think that may actually have been one of the worst. Was that worse than the spider? Yeah, the spider was kind of boring. The spider was, it's like, it's crunchy. It tastes a little bit like, like, you know, like liver. Okay, next. (laughs) I, you know, it's, it, it, you know, it, it, it's just that I don't have that same visceral reaction. Like suddenly the taste appearing in my mouth, like that gravy candy cane that was just Uh nasty um when people ask now they're gonna be like what's the weirdest thing you ever ate gravy candy cane they're gonna look at me like what (laughs) and and uh, yeah well they didn't specify it was was the weirdest thing that you ever eaten or the weirdest tasting thing Uh, yeah because i mean admittedly even uh, you know the spiders the silk like at this point dried bugs preserved bugs of some sort they aren't weird to me anymore I think I admire that, but I'm not sure that that's something it's, that it's, I want to be able to say. Yeah, it's it's this weird world, but like, yeah, no, weird flavored candy canes where the flavoring was clearly made in a laboratory, and just because you could do something doesn't mean you should do something. That's 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 the uncanny valley I think we're in now. You know? That's true about a lot of things. Right, right up there with the most stuff Oreos, which I'm still trying to find. The most stuffed, I think we might have those here. Yeah, I, I maybe I haven't hit the right store yet, but like the food line down by us, the grocery store has at the biggest they have is the mega stuff. Oh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it is the mega. Yeah, but there's apparently a most stuff which is like twice as thick as the as the mega stuff. Oh man, uh, yeah. I have to look for those. Yeah, I know. I've seen the pictures on the internet. And I'm like, I could eat one. I think I think that's that is like the ultimate in control. Instead of sitting there and shoveling regular Oreos in your mouth, you eat one and you're done. Just that is enough Oreo for everybody. Let me make a note to yeah. Yeah, I gotta write that one down. Yeah. 
or maybe I I might yeah I I I've just seen multiple posts on it. I'm like I have to we have to, and maybe by the time this airs, we will have found it, and no one needs to send us packages of most stuff Oreos. Just saying out there. <laughs> um, all right, now that was a big tangent. Big, big that was, tangent. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you, we were talking about how if you could, <laughs> as part of the, the, the habits, you would eat the same thing every meal every day. Well, I mean, same thing for each meal every day, not the same thing at every meal. Right. Um, but, yeah, I would eat the same breakfast, same lunch, same dinner. Yeah. Um, which I did when I, what was it? I was living by myself for a couple of years, mm-hmm. and it made grocery shopping simpler. It made... <laughs> cooking so much simpler oh yeah yeah but I, and it it, re- it reduces the decision fatigue oh my gosh which is huge yeah uh it, it isn't as bad now that i'm not working but if i was having a really rough day at work that whole what am i going to make for dinner tonight question was just like it destroyed me because i would be so busy dealing with okay what's the priority here and 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 processing all the incoming inputs it was like so what do you make for dinner Brain no worky. So, yeah, no, I understand completely. We have that conversation now once a week. Okay. And it's my least favorite half an hour of the week. <laughs> so, one of the things I wrote about in my 19 Days of Productivity is a little command line app on uh, that you can compile for anything. Um, I can't remember if it's Perl or, or whatever. It's called Roland. Okay. And it's basically, it's made for D&D players or RPG Ooh. players. It's mostly for GMs where you give it a, a list, a, a text file with the options, and it randomly chooses from however many you tell it to. All right, I might need to use that. Yeah. Um, I have a, a, a write-up on on setting it up on, on opensource.com as, as part of that. Now I'm promoting my own stuff, but, you know. <laughs> but, I mean, it was so cool, and I'm like, oh, yeah, this is just... Oh, look, here's five days' worth of dinner. Here's... You know, I can I can make it a magic eight ball just by creating a magic eight ball file and saying Roland one eight ball or something like that. It was it's pretty cool. That sounds might have to look into that. Yeah, we'll do we'll do a couple of weeks. We'll we'll plan out like two meals for the week, but we we like leftovers. Oh right, yeah. My instant thought has been my friend. Oh god, yeah. Uh, it it. Teenager doesn't help since, you know, he's at the locust age. But oh. yeah, no, but like I can make a, a, in the instant pot, in an hour, I can make a pot of beans and then freeze half of it for later. Right. Yeah. Like there's just enough to get like one or two day one or two days worth like dinner and then maybe two lunches out of it. And then like a week later, it's like, all right, today we're going to have the leftover beans. It's great. It's great. We did, uh, oh my gosh, we do a lot of chicken in it. So we did pineapple barbecue chicken. Oh. And then risotto. Yeah. This week. So I've, I've been doing more uh, pasta. And um, oh. and uh, a pasta and just, yeah, barbecue things, pork, beef, whatever. I would love to do the pasta, but um, the boyfriend has done some research on high blood pressure. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I probably should not be eating a ton of pasta, and I was very sad by that. But yeah. Now we, I eat pasta when we go out. There you go. Yeah. No, that that works out. Okay. Make a note of that pasta. 
plus HPP. Yeah, I'll, I'm going to need to research that myself because one of my prior jobs gave me high blood pressure. The stress was just so much. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at all the, here are the signs of burnout and overstressed. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that symptom, that symptom, that, that's a symptom. Or that's a, that's, that has a root cause. Oh, man. Okay. So, yeah. Actually, I'm going to make a note to remind him because he's got a couple of big deadlines coming up. He's been, <laughs> he's been watching his blood pressure change. And I'm like, it's, it, you're not doing anything wrong. Right. It's stress. It can, right. It's absolutely stress. Yeah. Um, yeah. Eat, eat, eat the wrong thing. And yeah, it'll, it'll spike one way or the other. But stress is just this low level. Um, this low level build that impacts your life in so many ways that you don't think about it, Well, right. long periods of stress. Yeah. Long periods of stress, like the, the quick stress, like, uh Oh, there's a truck coming that that's a quick adrenal response you get, you know, on or whatever. It's the, the slow buildup every day of this is a very intense project I'm working on. And when, or, when the boss music is always playing. Right. Or, um, you know, you've been on call for a week, now you're off for a week, and then you're on call again. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that was, you know, I I try to find jobs now that don't have me on call every other week now. That <laughs> yeah. sounds really rough. Small, small startups, it's it's part of the life, but yeah. Um, yeah. All right, now we've tangented way off system uh, habits <laughs> and systems, yeah. Um, we could probably tangent all day. Oh, no, I about... Talking about cooking and some of that stuff, yeah, I could go all day, uh, but I don't think the listeners oh. have all day. Yeah, no, no. The fu so funny part, last thing about cooking, I'm yeah. not even the one who does the cooking most of the time. I just hate having the conversation about what do you want to eat this week. No, that's fair. That's fair. Because yeah. it means I got to make choices. Yeah, but this week I said I'm cooking. I'm mm -hmm. making these three things. There you go, and and that way you can you can. Uh, up your skill set, and since it's an instant pot, there's so many resources around it. I've just yeah, been I, really pleased. Yeah, instant pot has been pretty darn amazing. Yeah, and and by the way, for those out there, we are not paid promoters of instant pot. There's nothing going on there. It's just a really cool tool that I I'm part of the cult now. I really am. It's I didn't want to I didn't expect to be, but totally that this thing is amazing. So, a way to make good good food fast. Yes. Absolutely. All right, back to systems and habits. <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, let's see. Let me check the notes to see if there's mm -hmm. anything else good. Yeah, I was going to say, because we kept going down that road, I was going to be like, you know, I have an Instant Pot a pin board. But we, we yeah, I'll, I'll, oh, link, I'll link that. That mm -hmm. that would be good. I have food one, but. Uh, yeah, no, I, I discovered Pinterest and I'm using that to put notes in. Uh, or or find things. If I see something I like, I'll pin it for later and go back. Like especially with recipes and food and things like that. Pinterest is so. I'll link that for the folks at home because, uh, yeah. So now actually, I can tangent on Pinterest, which is a system that I do use that really? helps a lot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I want to hear this. So I have had struggles with mental health since I was a teenager. Okay. Um, and around that time the it was very very taboo it was not talked about in my community mm -hmm. and i would find resources and i needed somewhere to save them so for a while i had just a bunch of pictures saved on my phone that okay. i would flip through when i was feeling down but mm -hmm. now i have a board on pinterest mm -hmm. that has uh 
very affirmational types of things. So there's you know, little comics about someone's sad and their friend came over and realized they were sad and wrapped them up and made them into a burrito. Oh yeah. I remember that one. Yeah. 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 I know. Yeah. I know the exact comic you're talking about. I have one for eye and brain bleach for those moments. Okay. Like, you know, the one model in Russia, I guess, I don't know who does like the sword and sorcery thing with her pet bear. I did not know about that. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just so sweet because here she is decked out with the chain mail and the big flowing cloak and this giant brown bear just like licking her face and yeah it's it's awesome so yeah i have i have an eye and brain bleach i also have a conspiracy theory board for when i need to remind myself that i'm not crazy and sometimes yeah and sometimes i need a laugh so it's like let's see what the flat earthers are up to this week right you know gosh yeah Plus, it really skews their algorithms. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So I have a couple of other links Mm -hmm. that I saved on there, too. Right. Um, One of them was uh, this person did a – it was kind of a a counter to the ways to be happy thing that had been floating around for a while. This Mm -hmm. was a how to just deal with depression Right. And it's a list of 22 items, and it, I, I save that. So when mm-hmm. I'm having a crappy day, I can be like, here's someone who has been through this and worse, and they're telling me that, yes, it's important to eat food. They're yeah. telling me it's important to exercise. You need to shower. You need to not watch super dramatic movies or something that's going to make mm-hmm. you feel incredibly emotional, unless it's tending towards a happy emotional and so mm-hmm. I saved that. I have, what was it? There's an interactive care Ooh. website, which I can send you the link for that. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that would be, that would be really big. Uh, so that one's neat because mm-hmm. it says, Hey, you know, what's going on? Have you, uh, have you eaten in the last couple of hours? Have you mm-hmm. had something to drink? Have it meet, meet all your physical needs. And mm-hmm. then it transitions to let's do a little reflection now that your body's feeling better right what what's causing this mm-hmm. uh, are you comfortable in your space are you do you feel safe is there it, is there something you need to think about more? It, it sounds like it it it's an interactive way of climbing up maslow's hierarchy yeah yeah okay because yeah, we we forget sometimes that that foundational piece about do i uh, do i have safe shelter have i eaten have i slept Oftentimes we forget how that those are like fundamentals and and the bedrock on the hierarchy of needs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's a really good check in. It mm-hmm. narrows the focus. You are only looking at one aspect at a time. Right, right, right. Awesome. And sorry, someone is just strutting around crowing. I don't know why he is, but so so for the people at home, we're recording this one during the day, and the chickens are awake. And so I can look out my window and see out in the yard, there is Dots and the Rooster just, I am walking and crowing, I am walking and crowing. And he does that 10, 15 times a day, don't know why. Sometimes he wants mealworms, sometimes it's because one of the the flock has not caught up with the rest of them. Sometimes it's because a truck has passed the highway up the road, and that is a challenge to his authority. (laughs) So... (laughs) 
Oh, gotta love Dotson. Well, I, I had I learned to pay attention the one night a raccoon, not a raccoon, a possum had gotten into the coop before it closed for the night and had fallen asleep and then had woken up and was eating and it out of the the chicken food and the chickens like the chickens were all very very upset but Dotson started crowing at like nine o'clock at night and I'm like what the hell's going on oh yeah no he was sounding the alarm so now I'm like all right I just need to do a peek and check in to make sure everything's okay when he's making the noise and, and why he's making the noise it's a thing but yeah he's a good rooster so yeah anyway Interactive care website, thinking of hierarchy of needs. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you need to make sure the alarm alarm's not being sounded. Right. Exactly. Exactly. He's he's and the chickens are very very low level on the. If we have food, we have shelter. We have you know they they are a living example of of knowing that knowing those needs and and reacting to them before doing anything else. On the. On the- much more simple level. That's why I like yeah. my plants. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's very obvious when a plant isn't feeling well as compared to ourselves many mm-hmm. times. So. Yeah. All right. Um, all right. So Pinterest lists um, the interactive care website, which I think is absolutely amazing. And I'm, I can't wait to get that link and share it. Wow. What else have we got in systems and habits? <laughs> uh, I guess the other thing is really planning ahead. Okay. And we're so, all bad at that. Well, in some to cases. To get on my PI's calendar, mm-hmm. I need to look two and a half months ahead. Okay. All right. So right now I'm in the middle of, I'm waiting for the second half of my comprehensive exam to finish up. Mm-hmm. But I want to propose my dissertation in June. And right now it's the beginning of March. So in order to make sure I can get on his calendar in time, I'm looking at dissertation committee members. Right. Which yeah. is not typical for someone to be doing at this particular stage of the program. But because it takes that long to get on the the calendar and you have to be ready with it when you walk in the door. Right. Yeah. And who to invite to that thing in two months. I, I guess the one thing I'm good about planning ahead with, I think, are my tattoos. Because... Okay. Well, because again, Christy, my artist, is she has to, you know, limit herself. She has to, she's very popular. She's really good. But, you know, in order to get that appointment, I have to schedule six to eight months in advance sometimes. Oh, wow. So we just sit down every couple months and go, all right, how far ahead does your calendar go? And let's just start planning out. I, you know, we've got everything for 2019. And I think, like, uh, May, we're going to have to start talking about 2020. I don't know yet. Oh, my god, It's gosh. nuts. But that's how that's how backed up she can get or how, how much she can get. Now she's opening her own shop, so that adds another dynamic. And yeah. Right. Yeah. That's the only thing I'm really good about planning ahead for. Uh, I'm getting better at the podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm getting better at, the, at this podcast anyway. So I don't know. Um, it, it's a learned skill. It is. And I, so I watched uh, another grad student go through this lab. Mm-hmm. He had his dissertation defense postponed by almost eight months mm. because he couldn't get on the calendar. Holy crap. Yeah. 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 And it wasn't just he needed to get on my PI's calendar. Mm-hmm. It was coordinating 
four different people's calendars right. and then making sure that it was going to hit a point in the semester where he could get the paperwork in for graduation. Oh God. Yeah. And then, and then even then you get the defense, you get the paperwork and then you have to wait for graduation. So you have to be the timing around all of that is just. Right. Yeah. And what's it? One of the people in his committee signed off, but then said, I'm only going to sign off and submit this paperwork. Mm-hmm. Like you can turn this dissertation around and submit a paper on it before you graduate. He's like, I have a week. Oh, I have wow. one week between when I'm defending mm-hmm. and when you need to have this paperwork turned in. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so that's he, he disappeared. Yeah. No, you just, you just, I guess you just go into the dissertation cave and do what you have to do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh that's nuts. Don't get that guy as an advisor. No, no, I have a list. It's a list of people I don't want. I've figured out how to word it so that I don't offend any mm-hmm. feelings. By right. It. Oh yeah, no, it's it's there's it's very political. Uh, very, very political. <sighs> Anything else? Planning ahead? Uh other systems and habits? Um other system i use google home and if this then that oh i love if this then that um, it's fantastic although we're we're an echo household not a not a google home household yeah. but still it's it it, it it's just a Amazon preference there first and there you know and we already have the devices all over the house and yeah you know and also i have my terrible uh bad horror movies addiction which amazon prime enables because i'm like i need to see something just terrible and oh look here's something on amazon prime and netflix has this other thing and you know once once you have that that level of integrated it's just like yeah okay yeah that does make a lot of sense yeah plus my music it just it it streams the music and it's really good with I realize I'm not a paid advertiser for Amazon either, but you know I have I have the Sirius XM, I have the you know all of my albums, I have all that stuff, and it's just really easy to to say, hey, play this thing, and it does. So, okay, yeah. yeah, I have mine. So I have three speakers throughout the house mm-hmm. and two Chrome, three Chromecasts. Sorry, I forgot <laughs> about the projector. Yeah, um, and it just it I hooked it all up so it does what I need it to do. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it's pretty much where we are. Um, and then now we're able to use it, their, their new thing, where we can call each other from the house so Ursula can be in the bedroom and call me down here and say, hey, will you let the dog in? Because he's he's having a fit by the back door, but she's like, I, I want to be taking a nap, and she can use the drop-in function to like basically pop up on the, the one I have here in my office that's right next to my desk and say, Hey, the dog needs to be let in pay attention. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I was, yeah, I was watching a chainsaw massacre. I'm sorry. It's with the (laughs) headphones on. So there was a really good reason that you didn't hear the dog. Yeah. Cause no one else wants to hear the chainsaw massacre. (laughs) (laughs) I told you a bad horror movie addiction. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Um, but no, uh, if this then that is just as really really cool with all the the stuff that you can interlink and uh, the triggers and actions. I've I've been using it for years. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It really yeah. is. 
Okay, well, so we spent a lot of time on systems and habits. I think that's great because they're, uh, I mean, I've learned all kinds of things. Um, group, I mean, just, oh my God. Yeah, I'm looking at my notes going, man, I need that and that, and I need to make that chat, those challenge, that group on Habitica. And okay. Um, so with all of that going on, <laughs> how do you decide what to do first? Uh, part of it is what day of the week is it? Okay. And so Mondays and Fridays, I'm at my department for school. Uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays, I go into my internship. Wednesdays, I have lab meeting from nine until noon. Oh, I hate those, but okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, no one likes them. Yeah, it's that long meeting. Why do we have to have a three-hour meeting? But Uh, yeah. Yeah. And you have to be physically present, so you can't be like, yes, I'm dialing in remote and have another window open while they're talking about the thing that they've been talking about for three weeks. But we're very, mm-hmm. my lab is very chill about bring your laptop and do oh, stuff. All right, then. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's amazing how much mm-hmm. writing and coding and email you can get through in three hours. Oh, yeah. When you are somewhere. Uh, no, I'm uh, preaching to the choir on that one. Preaching to the choir. <laughs> Um, so it's, it, it is totally dependent on, on the day of the week and where you are. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that, that makes, that makes perfect sense. I mean, uh, yeah, no, when I'm working the, it, when I'm working versus when I'm not working determines what I do first as well. So, mm-hmm. and, yeah, and the, what, yeah. the next question after that is what's going to cost me the most if I don't do it now? Uh, yeah. And you have the rating system. You've already, you've got the weighting on the task, so you know what the if not the highest priority, at least the most difficult uh, risk reward thing is. Right, mm-hmm. and so then keeping in mind that okay, if I need to be on his my PI's calendar mm-hmm. in two months, what do I need to get to him this week so that he can okay that meeting? Right, right, right. And is there a deliverable for my internship that's coming up? And okay, mm-hmm. if I'm only working eight to ten hours a week there. How far in advance do I need to be ahead of where the project is? And so it all it all it all starts to blend together holistically, because you're mm-hmm. you're planning you're you're pre planning and your your review from last week plus the scoring starts to build this holistic system of getting everything done in an integrated way because you can then sit down on Wednesday in the lab meeting that you're stuck in anyway. And say, okay, what can I get done here that gives me the most value? Right. Right. And sometimes it's, I need a break from doing stuff. So I'm going to poke around at email Mm -hmm. and go through some of my junk mail, Mm -hmm. read out all the tabs in my browser. And yeah, okay. You live in a big city. I get it. Uh (laughs) Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. I'm right by the hospital, so we have sirens going by and, it just, and, and helicopters. You, you just tune it out after a while. I, I remember when I first moved to Queens, and we had um, a Long Island Railroad stop literally across the street from our apartment building. Like, I could look out my window and see it. The first oh, week, okay. yeah, the first week, it was like the train would go by, and I'd be like, uh, after a month, it was like I would sleep through almost anything, including, you know, the bus stopping and honking its horn at 2 a.m. because somebody had double parked, right? Oh, gosh. Yeah. 
that ass for double parking in Queens. Oh yeah, no. Uh, well, there was a bar across the street as well, and so oh, the, okay. Yeah, it, it it the double parking was as bad as the person who would triple park to run in and get their drunk friend, but then take half an hour. Because you have a drunk friend, you're you have, yeah, exactly. And it's just like, oh, come on. But yeah, so, but the whole, whole holistic. This is like you, you, you joked. Oh, I'm not that organized. You have this incredible system built up and going. I have a tangled web in my brain. Yeah, that somehow pulls pieces together. Yeah, but you, you, it, it, it's a web. But again, a web. Everything's connected and interconnected and interrelated. So, I guess that's you know, you, you pull the one string about, all right, I've done, you, you pull the one string about what do I need to get do, to do? And it's jingling the bell over here saying, here's the high value thing you talked, you thought about on Monday or on Sunday. Right. Well, and the thinking about that has mm-hmm. been really helpful, mm-hmm. I guess, because after a point in the PhD program, you don't have classes. Right. You just have time. You're you're researching and you're writing, uh, right? I, I remember uh, our friend Natalie, who was on I want to say episode three or four, who comes to visit us every year and goes to Pittsburgh with us for Anthrocon every year now, at least the last couple of years. Um, yeah, I remember when she was at that point, and she's like, "Yeah, I I have my experiments running, and I'm writing my dissertation." And that was like the reason she stayed here that week or that two weeks was basically so she could be away from the lab and away from all of the the stuff involved with that and she just spent the entire time writing her dissertation here Uh she wrote because it was it was the best way for her to get distraction free was to sit in our kitchen and write it or our guest well we didn't have a guest room at the time really but you know sit in our kitchen and write it versus trying to get it done at home with her roommates and her lab mates and da, 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 da. Oh, yeah. yeah. If I need to get something done mm-hmm. in my department, mm-hmm. I have to go in early because people come in at around 11 and that's mm-hmm. when they start to get distractions. Right. Right. Because it's a cubicle farm. Yeah. There's no privacy. Uh, yeah. The, the, the uh, cost-effective but productivity-killing open office plan, as we have seen uh, from a couple studies now. Right. Yeah. And, and they have the actual open office plan where I'm doing my internship, but that one works in my favor because I say, okay, I am here for four hours today. Mm-hmm. I need to maximize this four hours, and I'm sitting on the end of the row so everyone can see what I'm doing when they walk by. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I can't do full days there right now oh. because of that. Yeah, no, understandable. You you've got a lot going on on the academic side and the experimentation side. So yeah, or the data the data processing side. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. that's do a whole nother tangent about computing power and uh-huh. organizing files on a computer. But <laughs> that's that's maybe we shouldn't subject the listeners. I was gonna say that. that's almost an episode unto itself. Really, right? You know. And it's very subjective, depending on who's doing it, what the purpose is, et cetera, et cetera. Oh. So, all right. So, we'll 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 put that one aside, and maybe we'll come. Maybe we'll talk again in a couple months just about that. Um, what's the best advice or feedback you've been given? Uh, let's see. So, I actually got some really good advice from my brother. Okay. 
So during, he's two years younger than I am. So during his finals week of his first semester at college, uh, he and I were talking and Mm -hmm. he had gone through and had calculated what grades he needed to get on the exams to figure out what he was going to get in the classes. (laughs) And then he figured out the range of those grades. Okay. And then from there he said, okay, if you know, it's not possible for me to get an A plus in this class, but Mm -hmm. I can get an A if I get like a 76 on this exam, I'm going to try to get a 76, but I'm only going to do as much studying as I need to, to get the 76. Okay. So he was actually the most well-rested he had been all semester that week. Because he knew what the minimum was. And he knew that, you know, he uh, was at one of the military academies. So he knew what his options were coming out and he knew how much each class would impact his options. So for classes that weren't going to be uh, really important for his future career, he could be like, if all I need to do is pass this class, Mm -hmm. I only need half an hour of studying. I'm going to go take a nap and then get up and watch a movie because Mm -hmm. I have been working my ass off all semester. Right. And then there's this other thing that's going to be really impactful towards his future career. Right. So, yeah, that's the one he's like busting his ass studying for. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Put in put in the effort you need to and make sure it's the right amount of effort. Right. For each and thing. I guess mm-hmm. work smart, not hard. Right. And okay. Rant tangent. Okay. There are a lot of places that use work smarter, not harder as an excuse to kind of poo-poo the fact that you've had to work hard. Well, you, sh- you, you shouldn't be working so hard. You need to work smarter. Yet sometimes you can't work smarter. Or sometimes, o- oftentimes, th- at least in the corp... Sorry, chicken's running. Uh, I, I, yeah, I just see st- uh, one chicken chasing another. Oh, I see. Dotson's in a mood and Strong Independent is, is not having it, but she's the one getting chased, so I don't know anymore. Uh, anyway, the whole idea around work work smarter not harder is yeah figure out the solution that you can put the most the the most impact most impactful thing first and do the necessary things but oftentimes it's used as a as a you're working too hard you need to work smarter not harder and completely inappropriately um like in the kitchen we've talked about cooking right mm-hmm. um and the talks i've had with dino about you know hey you've set up and you're going to go cook so you prep everything at the same time that's working harder because you can with a little planning prep as you go so like when i'm making my beans the beans have been soaking and i only i start heating the oil before i start chopping the onions and the pepper and that way the oil is hot when i'm done chopping and they're not just sitting there waiting for me to okay now i've chopped everything and i've got everything ready i can now i can start the actual cooking no. Some of it's using your time wisely after yeah. you sat there and looked at what the task is that you need to do. Exactly. and But a lot of places are just like, uh, we'll use that as a, well, you need to work smarter, not harder, but not look at the actual situation or the, the stuff that goes into it. Because you can use that as a, this guy is working, you know, you're working really hard and maybe it's, you work in data science. Maybe it's something you can't automate yet. Right? <laughs> All right. Tangent on that. Okay. Hit me. Um, my research is in medical imaging. Okay. Medical images are massive files. Because mm-hmm. the ones that I'm looking at are taken over a span of five minutes. 
and you get a new time point every two to three seconds. Oh yeah, that's huge. So they're huge. They mm-hmm. take forever to move or download. Right. And my experiments take forever as a result, but that's mm-hmm. something else. Yeah. I have to go in to our database, database, quote unquote. <laughs> I know that database. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we have an actual database, but then mm-hmm. we also have this huge collection of directories on mm-hmm. a shared hard drive in mm-hmm. our lab that is an utter mess. And our data manager was having problems going through it the other day, trying to show me where things were. So right. I was trying to figure out how to solve this problem smarter of I needed to get more data mm-hmm. and there is no smart way to do it. Right. There is only, I'm going to have to sit there for at least an afternoon and just copy and paste stuff. And it's going to be mind numbing, mm-hmm. but I will end it with my data. Right. And yeah. And, but the, and sometimes the effort to go in and sort all of that, and make it into an understandable format or index it or whatever is not worth the payoff in the end because, but you know, it's, it's a question of, is this a one-off or am I going to have to do this 15 times? Or, uh, you know, a lot of times that's the big question that comes up with people. And, and there's a lot to the work smarter, not harder. And I always look at the, the, if I have to do something twice, I'm writing a script cause I'll have to write a third or fourth or fifth time. Right. Um, but sometimes just that I have to do this once and I'm pretty sure I have to do this once. I will take notes in case I have to do it again, but I'll do it this once that way. If it comes back and I have to go back to my notes and do it a second time. Oh, I am scripting the living daylights out of it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but absolutely. yeah, big things like data sorting and things like that. If a plan wasn't in there from the beginning, Oh God, it's such a mess to re-index and re-catalog and resort and all that uh, stuff. And when you get new people coming in and out and the, mm-hmm person who's managing the data leaves and then you bring someone else in and you've got and they're like oh this is completely wrong we have to do it a whole other way and breaks everything right mm-hmm. right yeah. and so we're actually in the process of migrating from the nest of files to a database mm-hmm. but it's not all there yet yeah we only have the data manager trying to put things on it and mm-hmm. one person in the lab is actually setting up the infrastructure on top of grant writing and his oh. own experiments wow yeah Yay, academic budgets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they don't pay you enough for that. Oh, wait, you're paying them for the privilege, aren't you? Mm, I, I do get a little bit. <laughs> I get living stipend. Okay, yeah. So, But having an internship mm-hmm. is very nice for multiple reasons. Uh, yeah. Okay, but uh, overall, no, I agree with the smarter, not harder. Just you have to be careful the context. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes there's no smart way. Sometimes there's no smart way. Um, anything else in advice and feedback? Um, well, you can't pour from an empty cup, which you guys have talked about before. Yes. Uh, I forget who specifically was that Mary. I don't remember. Uh, I came up a couple of times, like several, I, I think in a period yeah. of several episodes when I was binge oh, listening. Yeah. No, Mary is, Mary was the one who first introduced me to the, put your oxygen, your own oxygen mask on first. I, I like that. Yeah. But someone else was talking about. Mm-hmm. What size is your cup? Oh yeah, yeah. That was right around the same time I I um I'd interviewed Mary, and so yeah, that was the one that I, I that came up. Now I'm gonna have to go back and find it. Hold and on, it Wait. was it was really good to hear that some days 
your cup is a teacup and it is tiny. And once you pour from it, you are empty and that's it for the day. And right. Then this person had a friend whose, um, whose cup was a big gulp with endless refills. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Uh, and that's actually part of why I have this, this scoring system that I use because some days I have a teacup. Right. And some days, days, yeah. I have a two-liter bottle. <laughs> okay. Hold on. I have. I just realized I have all my notes right here. Ah. I really do. Also, the dogs are barking at something. I apologize for that in advance. And now I've gotten to the point where most of my... Um, okay. Uh, where most of my stuff is, like, written notes on the back of other things. Um, I, I apologize to the listeners at home for the dogs. Um... There's... Do you warn them about animals? Oh yeah, we do, we do, and uh, for all I know, it's uh, the neighbors like have are getting a UPS delivery, and they have to alert us whenever the UPS truck is in town, uh, oh, or is is around. Who because... knows what the UPS delivery guy is going to do? Yeah, absolutely. He's leaving something here, and it, it might be something we can eat. Um, all right, so I am all the way back in those in those notes when it was my notes were. Uh, I think there's another notebook with the actual notes for these because these this is where I was just like yeah, quick here's the theme here's the the you know and um, Terry making a list I bet it was uh, with Vicky uh, it was after that so okay it wasn't I, Vicky yeah no it wasn't Vicky so all right um, I'll dig it up okay. I'll dig it up I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, I just have to find the exact episode, right? So that was, I I love that conversation because Mm -hmm. it was the whole idea of not only how big is your cup, but Mm -hmm. how do you refill your cup? Yes. Which Um, I'm still figuring that out. And it's very subjective. It is. You know, I mean, if yeah. you if you follow the blogs or whatever, they're like, meditate, spend time in nature. That doesn't work for everybody, guys. Do yoga. Yeah. I Eat love... more vegetables. Yeah. Yes. And you'll have more energy. Yeah, no. You... I mean, we should be doing those things anyway, but that's not yeah. necessarily restorative. Right. That's maintenance a lot of right. times. Yeah. Right. Okay. And then... Third piece of advice mm-hmm. uh, I actually got from a career development course. Which okay. Was, if you want to do something, mm-hmm. make it happen. Oh, absolutely. If you, uh, if the context was if you're looking for a position and maybe you don't know if the company's advertising for a position or if there's a position that you can see a need for, but it doesn't yet exist, mm-hmm. make it happen. And- Go talk to the people and... You know, Mm-hmm. The worst thing that they can do is say no. So why would you say no for them by not asking? Right. Uh, that's and that's something I've run into with my job hunt currently. It's like don't Ursula, don't don't pre-reject. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah. But I think the other thing about this, um, when I talked to Taurus, his big thing was he's ha- he's 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 getting experiences, not things. And mm-hmm. the two sort of go together. It's there are things we want to do. There are things, there are experiences we want to have. And so we're making them happen now instead of falling into that trap of we'll do it when we retire or uh, someday we'll be able to do this and we'll save it for there. I, I've watched lots of older people 
you know, who are now 70, 80 years old. Oh, I always wanted to go to Scotland and they're not able to travel anymore. Right. Right. You know, and so it's a big, there's a big thing around that to, to address. So, so we're trying to make sure we don't miss out on those things. Oh yeah. So like I have a goal of going to um, every Disney park in the Mm. world. And last year I was in Paris for a conference. So I said, all right, I'm taking a day. I'm going to Disneyland Paris. When else am I going to be in Europe? Oh, right. Um, I I think Sean and McGuire has the same thing. So <laughs> Sean and loves uh-huh. Disney and someday we'll get to go with her. And I don't know if we'll survive the trip, but Sean, and if you're uh, listening, I, just, you know, yeah, call us. I, <laughs> I think you can actually see that's my board. of Disney. Oh, is that, that's background. what that board is. Okay. Yeah. So I've, mm-hmm. yeah, I've got the collection that's on the board that I'm keeping. And then I've got a lanyard up there of mm-hmm. the things I'm going to but. I'm going to Disneyland, California to celebrate mm-hmm. finishing my comps at the end of March. There you go. All right. I have to ask, do you have the Chernobog pin with the spreading wings? I do not. Okay. I've seen that. My brother really likes Chernobog. Mm-hmm. So he has a Chernobog pin, but it, I don't think it has the wings. I, that is the one pin I have. I had to have was the Chernobog. It's sort of like the Chernobog float with the big, with the spreading wings. Yeah. You just go out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's like, I have one Disney pin and that is the one. So that's a pretty good one yeah. to have. Although we're, we're, we are constantly looking for Ursula pins. Oh, well, yeah. Um, Ursula doesn't get enough love as it were. Or Ursula, the sea witch. Yeah. I think I have one I could send you. Oh, no, don't, don't, don't stretch yourself on that one. Don't, don't, don't nah. ruin your collection, you know, but. Um, no, it's one of my creators. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, and the pin culture is fascinating with Disney. So, and it's a lot of people uh, are, are into it. And I, I'm uh, in awe sometimes of the amount of work and effort to track and all that stuff that goes into it. I think it's fantastic. That's impressive. It's mm-hmm. it's way more than I want to commit to it. But. Yeah, but uh, but you have your board back there with the pins that you have that you want that have that remind you of those experiences. Right. Yeah. Right. So, awesome. Are you ready for the uh, for the next two? I think so. All right. Which one do you want first? Um, I want the easy but sad one first. Easy but sad. All right. Um, how do you deal with failure? Or when you miss a goal? So, so I did martial arts when I was growing up. Okay. And every now and then you, there would be a testing day mm-hmm. and you would watch all the other kids, kids try to break boards and sometimes they couldn't do it. Yep. And they'd get frustrated and they would try to hit the board again right away. Right. And they do this like two or three times and their hands starting to hurt. And you can see it on their face that mm-hmm. they're in pain, but they still have to break the board to pass the test. Cause they're no longer focused on it. Right. Mm-hmm. So the best advice that came from that context mm-hmm. around failure mm-hmm. was pause, take a step back. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are you bleeding? You're not bleeding. Okay. You don't okay. need to be crying right now. You're going right. to do this. Okay. Go back to where you were. Think about what it is you're going to mm-hmm. be doing. Maybe practice the motion a couple of times. And then the kid would break it first try. Yep. So that's how I try to approach failure. Interesting. Rather than barreling through it 
where's the board? Right. Right. What What's the goal we're actually trying to hit here? Right. Yeah. And um, I, as a parent, I there there was a lot of that kind of growing up. Are you bleeding? No. Uh, okay, then let's let's take a deep breath and let's figure out what's what's going on here. The one time I did the "Are you bleeding?" and it came back yes, and I was ready for the and I'm like, "Hang on, actually I have to go look at this." Not just a, all right. You know, I, it it was almost every parent's like, is a bone broken? Yes. W- what that happened to my sister and one of her kids, oh. I think. Yeah, but. I mean, that's the, that's the thing. I mean, that's why you have to ask that question is because it, it helps you when you're asking it of yourself, it, it helps you reprioritize and refocus on the important things. Well, right? it's also a good yeah. check. Like the, mm-hmm. are you bleeding? It's a good check. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have my, both of my brothers and I did sports growing up mm-hmm. and both of them have played through broken bones. More power to them. One of them broke a toe and didn't yeah. realize it and kept going and yeah, needed surgery two years later. But the other one broke something in his foot while playing soccer. Yeah. And he's standing there holding on to the goal, standing on one foot and mm-hmm. the ball is on the other end of the field. And suddenly someone looks over and they're like, he's not okay. Get him out of goal. And he's mm-hmm. like, no, 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 I'm fine. I'm fine. I can play through this. Yeah, no. My brother broke his femur playing lacrosse. Yeah. Yeah. Are you bleeding? Is we were raised in a society Mm -hmm. where if you're bleeding, you're doing something right. You're working Mm -hmm. hard. Right. Yeah. And 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 well, and the focus CrossFit has on the same thing. Oh, pain is weakness leaving the body. You know, when when I hear Mm -hmm. them, not necessarily CrossFit, but often these these fitness programs. No, pain is your body telling you, you are hitting limits and you should stop now. Right. Right. I mean, and it's knowing the difference between I'm really tired pain and no, I'm doing physical damage pain. And sometimes like you need to know that you're hitting those limits. Sometimes pain is a good thing. And and you hear about the people who injure themselves just exercising because they've ingrained this thought that no, I mean seriously, there are, there's some oh, bad stuff out there. No, I'm not. Okay, guys, listening at home, squick moment. This is your warning. Okay. Like I I hear about the people who are doing some of these exercises and and like literally their muscle tenses up so much that their ligament snaps. That's bad. Yeah. That's really bad. Yeah. But the culture is, oh, no, the, you know, work through the pain, work through the pain. Uh, and, it's, you know, I, I hear about these people who are doing it, who are doing it wrong and are putting their bodies into intense ketosis and then dying. Yeah. Right. That's... Yeah. I mean, like, these are real risks. There are people injuring themselves every day in these sorts of ways. I think the squick's over, guys. Um, uh, who are injuring themselves in these ways and just aren't culturally, though, we're not, we have that thing where, you know, you're hurt, but it's a good hurt because you're working towards a goal and it's not okay. Right? This might be a, a little bit of a squid move, but okay. not much. Okay, um, again, guys. I did, yeah. <laughs> I did triathlons okay. in undergrad. Yeah. And I was trying to keep up with all the people who were way better than I was. Mm-hmm. And they all started the race by jumping into the pool. So I jumped into the pool. Mm-hmm. The pool was only four feet deep. Oh. So I landed smack all my weight on one knee. 
got out of the pool after finishing that part. Mm-hmm. There's blood running down my leg and my knee hurts. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, this this isn't good, but mm-hmm. I got to finish the race. Right. So I finished the race and then couldn't get my pants on the next day because my knee had swelled up so bad uh-huh. that like, I I couldn't walk. I was told that you're, you are going down to nothing. You are not exercising. Yep. You, you might need scans. Hopefully you don't need surgery. All right. Because you you went through the pain, but that may actually have had permanent repercussions. Right. Yeah. And that's... And that's the the part of our also our all or nothing culture, right? Right. You know, I'm 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 a, I enjoy go big or go home when it comes to tattoos. I don't necessarily enjoy it when uh, you know it's something that could uh, debilitate me for life. Right? right. Yeah. Obviously, your knee healed, or we'd be having a different discussion here. Oh yeah. My, yeah. My knee healed. It was. <laughs> Uh, it was a really frustrating few months learning about limitations and mm-hmm. uh, what a body can actually handle. Yeah. It ultimately led to me leaving the team because uh, in an environment that's, I felt like I needed to finish a race with mm-hmm. that kind of injury, I probably should not be hanging out with those people. Probably, probably not a, not a thing. Not being able to say, okay, I'm hurt. I need to, you know, I need to step back at, and they're just like, play through it, play through it. Then maybe, yeah, maybe that's not the right culture to be in. Yeah. yeah. At least for me, for, you know. Some people, people thrive, probably yeah. would have gotten injured in that, and mm-hmm. it would have been fine. Yeah. All right. Um, anything else on failure? I mean, this is, I, I, I love this. T- stop, take a breath. Are you bleeding? That's, uh, we should all do that more often. Awesome. Yeah. So also, who does it impact? Oh, right. So if it's, um, I have a story, actually. I My comprehensive exam is split into two parts. And for the first part, mm-hmm. you are given four questions and you have a week to answer them. Each mm-hmm. question is designed to take between four and 16 hours to answer. Mm-hmm. I finished my questions, I think, two days before they were due. Mm-hmm. Looked them over, sent them in the night before they were due. I got an email two hours before they were due from one of the examiners saying, Hey, you did half of this question wrong. Oh, Oh yeah. So there was a lot of uh, the, the emotional reaction to that was huge, mm-hmm. but it was on a time limit. I had two mm-hmm. hours between when I got that email and when my questions were due. Mm-hmm. So, there's a really big struggle with compartmentalizing those feelings and figuring mm-hmm. out when you can unpack them and being able to actually address the problem so that the failure is not permanent. Right. Yeah. I, uh, I developed a habit. Um, I don't know if it's a habit or just a reactive thing that whenever something big and we're not going to call it negative, but something that I'm going to have to process later, um, happens i just shut it down i just squash on it um mostly it's been around again here's your warning guys death of a family member where it's like i don't have time to process this i just i just need to squash it and i will deal with it later right now i have to deal with the logistics of you know everything that's involved with that 
right? Uh, dealing with, and, and I can process it when it's all over. Uh, and, and whether that's, you know, like uh, when I got the phone call that my grandfather died and we're like, all right, so we have to go to Johnsonburg, Pennsylvania, uh, you know, squash everything, start all that planning, car, kid wrangling, balancing, all of that, 12 hour drive, et cetera, et cetera. Um, that was, you know, it, it was, and then I could process all of that both once we were there and then once we got back home and the big stressors were over, right? Mm-hmm. I can't necessarily say that's the healthiest response, but it's the one that gets you through the day. And right? sometimes it's the one that helps the people you care about get through the day. Yeah, yeah. So, so in your case, you're like, I have two hours to finish this. I don't have time to process it. I'm just going to squash that for now and I'll... I'll deal with that after I'm done. Yeah. I was yeah. sitting there writing frantic emails with tears streaming down my face mm-hmm. and pulling out my books and trying to rewrite things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was, yeah, no, I, I fixed it. I, I <laughs> had to go over time a little bit, but mm-hmm. there's also the factor where if I had sent the questions in when mm-hmm. I had finished them, mm-hmm. I would have found out about this problem a lot sooner. Right not two hours before when the exam was due. Right, right. And you could have fixed it then. So that gives you the opportunity to uh-huh, to do that review, to do that postmortem and say, okay, what could I have done better here? Right. Yeah. And uh, sometimes it's just really hard to mm-hmm. take responsibility for what you didn't do. Uh, oh, God, yeah. Preaching to the choir on that one too. It's It is not easy. Um, I try to do it and I fuck up sometimes, but it's not easy. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. How about the happy question now? You ready for the happy question? Sure, but I have no notes on it. So, we have <laughs> no idea where this is going. All right. Um, so, the, the happy but usually difficult. Oh, God, dogs. What's that for? Uh, yeah. Um, is there? Oh, the chickens are, are out front. And now we must alert that there are chickens out front. Um, do you celebrate your successes? And if so, how? I have tried to start doing this. Okay. Because that was not something that mm-hmm. I held on to growing up. Right. There was, you know, growing up, there was this celebratory. You mm-hmm. did well on your report card. Mm-hmm. We're all going to go out to like, the local Chinese buffet and have lunch. Yay, local Chinese buffet. Oh, such a good buffet. Yeah, I miss the one we I used to have around chicken. here. Oh. Very good. We had one that had deep fried bananas. And I could just oh, have gone there and eat right, the, yeah. yeah, That's amazing. But that was the only thing, like, the rest of it was, you know, just sort of mall Chinese, but it was like, I could just sit there with the, with the deep fried bananas and have a whole meal, which would kill me now, but, you know, Oh, but it would taste so good. Oh, so good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Anyway, so, uh, but you'd go to the Chinese buffet. uh, Yeah, so growing up, and that mm -hmm. didn't really stick with me through college. Right. We had 10-week quarters instead Mm -hmm. of, you know, 15-week semesters. Mm -hmm. So everything was really fast-paced, and you had a very quick turnaround from when you started learning material to when you did the midterm to when you took the final. Right, right. So there there wasn't a lot of time to say, oh, yeah, we finished taking the midterm. Mm-hmm. Not we did well on it, but we finished taking this. We finished the semester. Right. Let's go out and celebrate. And and sometimes just finishing is is worth the celebration in and of itself. 
Right. Yeah. Um, and it, that's, so that's where some of the mental health problems come in is yeah. know, depression. Mm-hmm. It a lot. It tells yep. you that you don't deserve success or you mm-hmm. should have done better. Yep. And it, I've been doing a lot of learning about simply recognizing a success. Yeah. Even if it's a little thing, even if it's a little thing, like, okay, I can go to eBay and buy that one pin I want. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Or, um, mm-hmm. what was it? Like on Habitica, mm-hmm. I use Habitica actually to help with keeping track of my success. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I withhold books for myself. Oh, okay. So mm-hmm. actually I used, uh, the clock tower wars duology and <laughs> sword heart as motivation over the last six months or so. Right on, right on those uh, good choices. Not gonna, not, you they, know, they were fantastic and I'm excited for sword heart sequel. Um, up in the but air. Yeah. <laughs> I also have, you know, kill the farm boy and oh, Hounded. kill the farm I, boy is brilliant. You need, yeah, that one should be like, you should bump that one to the next reward. Absolutely. Okay. Love that one. Yeah. It might be on my. Mm-hmm. No, Hounded's on my list because it's small and can fit in my travel bag. Yeah, I Kindle. I just I went whole hog with the Kindle and have not looked back, especially when traveling. Oh, I just mm-hmm. I just say screw it and bring the big backpack and pack like three massive books. Yeah, a couple of the trips have weight limits. Oh yeah, that's yeah. You know, thirty three hours on a plane with a I forget what the kilo weight limit is to go to 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 do the transcontinental thing. It's like, yeah, no, I can't take those five big books, but I can take an entire library on my Kindle. Um, but that's a difference. Yeah, that's a difference, that's, right? You know, mm-hmm. you know, that's the difference between a road trip or like a flight from here to Chicago versus like Chicago. Yeah, I can probably take a book. Right, an actual physical paper book, but mm-hmm. you know, uh, when we're going to Dublin for Worldcon, yeah, um, we did get stopped going through security uh, for a while. I had been going, getting stopped going through security because I would bring snacks, and security thought that my snacks looked weird on the X-ray machine. Yeah, this time they stopped me because my boyfriend brought a book called the Cryptonomicon, I think, and oh, it yeah. was about oh. Four inches thick, mm-hmm. and so it looked like a brick. Yep, I am. Vi- I no, I uh, uh, Stevenson's work. I'm very familiar with that book and how big it is physically, which is why I was really glad when I could start getting his stuff on Kindle. Okay, because it weighs about fifteen pounds less. <laughs> <laughs> you know, approximately. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, when you, you've got Diamond Age, which, and then Cryptonomicon, and then, um, you know, I never did the Baroque cycle, but, you know, when you've got okay. this p- large pile of tomes that that uh, he's written, yeah. I love the tomes. They just... Oh, yeah, no. something about having a thousand pages of book world to just sit there and devour. I... I I agree. I'm actually finding now reference books are where I'm I'm getting my book world kind of thing, because you, digitally, the digital book just is not the same as opening up my my monster manual or the mm. 
what else have I got up there? I have, I actually have a very, it's not large by library standards, but I've got a shelf that's nothing but Bibles that I've been given or found or things like that. My inadvertent Bible collection. But, okay. And I can, you know, I can hop online and I can search for things specifically, but like there is, there's a specific feel to paging through like my great grandfather. Well, yeah, maybe my great grandfather's King James Bible, right? Or. Oh. And that's a lot of history too. Yeah, or um, somewhere I've got a Catholic Bible up there. I've got a copy of the Dead uh, uh, translation of the Dead Sea Scrolls. It's it's a much different when I'm doing research or when I'm doing you know something to for a specific feel or mindset to have that physical paper. Yeah, I've read the the Tao Te Ching on online you know, ebook, whatever, but my one, the one beautifully illustrated copy is an experience. It's not just the book and the wisdom. There's, there's, there's a whole mindset that goes with it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So there's that tangent on books. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah. So books, mm-hmm. uh, I tend to be very frugal. So mm-hmm. if there's something that I want to get, mm-hmm. I, used to talk myself out of it and say, that's not something I need. Mm-hmm. So food is an easy reward saying, oh, yeah. I'm going to buy the apples that are 50 cents more because I like them and they are delicious. Yes. is a good reward. But mm-hmm. then turning around and, and saying, you know what? I don't need those stickers for my laptop, <laughs> but they would be really fun. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, buy stickers for my laptop anymore i have i get so many at different (laughs) shows but i mean you know but no i i I get it it'd be like yeah no i i want that one and and maybe you buy it and you you've got it there going i can't put it on my laptop until right yeah then actually putting them on your laptop is its own little process exactly yeah it's a thing it is a thing mm -hmm. Uh, all right. Now I'm going to go back because okay. you, you touched on a thing and I think we've probably covered success and how we're both getting better at it. Um, but you did mention depression in there yes. somewhere. And I know we didn't talk th- we haven't talked that much about it. If that's something you're comfortable discussing. Yeah, sure. Um, mm-hmm. so I, I believe you mentioned something about when there's a lot going on just shutting down the feelings. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so when it start, it started for me like that, where there was mm-hmm. a lot going on and mm-hmm. I'm the oldest child and I'm female. So I shut it down to be right. the responsible, helpful one. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that was really hard to learn to not shut it down. Sometimes you have to, and sometimes you shouldn't. And yeah, learning, learning that difference is pretty tough. Cause you can, you bottle things up. Right. right. So I actually had to go through a process of learning how to name the emotions. Okay. Name Which, the emotions. Right. So uh, I actually have, I have another bulletin board behind me and mm-hmm. it has this colored emotions wheel on it. And it's okay. got three different tiers. Mm-hmm. So uh, on the inside, there's like happy, sad, mm-hmm. surprised, angry, mm-hmm two more that I can't think of right now. <laughs> and then there, it spreads out from there. There's different words that are a little bit more specific feelings. Mm-hmm. And then going out one more layer, 
you get other slightly more specific feelings. Okay. And that was a, a weird process to go to, to figure out mm-hmm. how to first feel the thing and then mm-hmm. name what I was feeling. Uh, yeah. I, and that, I suppose that's, that's one of the things that hasn't been discussed that much when we talk about depression is that sometimes we're uh, part of it is suppression. Um, uh, the guy who did Sexy Losers has a comic called um, uh, Depression Comics, oddly enough. Uh, but one of the things that he's always, you know, that he's returning is people are asking, oh, how are you? How are you doing? And they're holding up a little a little sign over their mouth with a smile going, I'm fine. That's my least favorite question. Yeah. Duh, duh. Yeah. Because. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Because if I can't articulate how I'm doing to myself, mm-hmm. how can you expect me to share that information with you? Right. And so we always go for the easy answer that's not going to cause them any trouble and not going to cause us any introspection. I'm fine. Right. So I mm-hmm. spent six months dealing with things on my own, mm-hmm. veered into the, the darker self-harming aspects of depression, Yeah, uh, which... Is about when I realized that I needed to get help. Yeah. Because the, I mean, yeah, the nights when you don't want to get up the next morning, that's, mm-hmm. that's not a normal thing to feel. Right. Or if it's becoming the normal thing to feel, it's, you need to step back. Right. And mm-hmm. so I've, what was it? It's been at least eight or nine years that I've been dealing with this yeah. and it, you know, it, it roller coasters, it's up and down. Mm-hmm. Um, until about a year ago, I was only managing it with talk therapy mm-hmm. and even that was sporadic. Yeah. Um, but around then, or I guess two years ago, um, when I had first started grad school, I went through a really difficult time mm-hmm. because there's the scale up period where you're just learning how to be in grad school full time. Oh yeah. Adjusting to new city, adjusting mm-hmm. to completely new people mm-hmm. you're totally untethered from your previous roots mm-hmm. um and i had a new pi right who had not worked in my department before and and, and I, I, it, I was postdoc it is it occurs to me i i don't know what a pi is oh sorry uh primary investigator okay okay so um not quite the advisor but the person who you're doing research with. Okay. I got gotcha. you. Uh, usually whoever's running the lab. Mm-hmm. Um, and in my field, everyone who's running their own lab is mm-hmm. a PI. Okay. I think that's the assumption. Mm-hmm. So okay. I'm not sure how it works on the wet bench side of things. Yeah. So, so, so you're in new city. You've got a guy who's never done this job before or a person who's never done this job before. You've mm-hmm. got, um, uh, all that and, and all that going on, and you're a little untethered because it's just a complete new. Uh, you've never. It's it's just all new. Right, mm-hmm. and you've been to Pittsburgh, so you kind of know that the weather here is very weird. 
I my family's from Pittsburgh, so yeah, I know. Oh, so I'll, you definitely know the weather. I, here. I I definitely know the weather here. Yeah, no, my 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 mom's from Irwin. My uh, aunt and uncle and cousin, the one who plays the corgi paladin, they're from North Huntington. Um, one of my favorite things in the world to do is to go up the Fort Washington incline, oh, and yeah. yeah, get ice cream at the little ice cream store, and then watch sunset over the three rivers. Um. And there's another, oh man, there's, I think it's like the West End Park mm-hmm. has another really good spot. Yeah. That's usually less crowded. <laughs> yeah. But no, no, no. So I, 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 I'm very familiar with how the weather in Pittsburgh can change on a dime and over the winters it can be gray and it's so much better now than it was in the seventies when the steel mills were going. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, my yeah. grandparents actually live in Monroeville. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they would avoid coming into the big city because mm-hmm. it was just nasty. Yeah, once you cross over the mountains into the valley, it's just like, oh my god, it, yeah, it was terrible. Terrible, yeah. terrible, yeah. Uh, anyway. So, yeah, so yeah. dealing with a bunch mm-hmm. of new factors, uh, my mm-hmm. PI had never, from what I could tell, had never mentored someone before. Oof. And didn't know how to manage starting up a lab. and right trying to wrap up previous projects Mm -hmm. and have a new PhD student. Right. So I to say I have a lot of work on my plate might be an understatement. Just just a little, just a little. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we ended up having, let's see. So I was taking four classes that semester Mm -hmm. and I was probably working about 12 to 15 hours a week on research mm-hmm. weekends were just more time to do research. Right. Um, I was taking, yeah, I was taking <laughs> uh, an online course because in my program, I wasn't going to hit machine learning until the next semester. And my PI needed me to have that knowledge now, if not sooner. Of course. Of course. Um, so that I assumed it was going to get better. Right. And that's, that's really, that's sounding to me and, I'm just armchairing it here, so you know, take take for what it sounds like you're building up a recipe to burnout. Right. So yeah. by the spring, I mm-hmm. was burnt out. I mm-hmm. we had a paper deadline uh, that happened to be during finals week. Oh, during my first semester, and mm-hmm. I had exams that I needed to take and prep for, and I spent let's see, the three days before my first exam was a Friday, and I got like maybe four hours of sleep that night because I was in the lab till 2 a.m. running experiments. Uh, So basically you're crispy fried. Yeah. So it was, it it was crispy fried. I made it through. Mm -hmm. I think I got sick over the break Mm -hmm. and came back and was like, all right, the paper deadline's out of the way. Things are going to get better. Yeah. And they didn't No, And they just became more varied. Mm -hmm. Um, I got asked to give people tours of, the campus and I was like, I'm a first year student. I've got three classes or four classes going on and I'm doing all this research. And right. um, I was really lucky that there were some older students who had noticed what was going on and mm-hmm. were keeping an eye out on me. Right. Um, so they're just sitting there going, Oh, we've seen this before. Not even that they've seen it before because that type of thing is not common in my department. Okay. Um, all of the mm. students, most of the students in my department are funded through a training grant. Okay. Which means that our money comes with us. We're not paid through the PI. 
Interesting. which makes life easier on the PI mm-hmm. and it gives the student a lot more power. Right. So by the, I guess, what was it? February? I, I've cried in my cubicle more times than I want to count. Yeah. Yeah. I ended oh, yeah. up going to the head of my department because I had had a couple of nights where I was just, uh, a complete mess in my apartment realizing that I trigger warning everyone yeah. wanted to die rather than come back and work for this guy the next day. Yep. Let me just, I'm, I'm making notes for trigger warnings now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're getting a lot of different things. You, you have no, I, I'm, I'm trying to be much better about these. Um, so yeah, no, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, so I went to the head of my department and gave him a, a filtered down overview of what was going on and asked what my options were. And mm-hmm. we thought about trying to have some sort of meeting to get everyone on the same page. Mm-hmm. Um, when I brought that up to my PI, my response was, um, mm-hmm. let's just say I wish I was a lot more comfortable with cursing at the time. <laughs> You're I in said, a... I, Big city, how can you not? Yeah. (laughs) I've been under a lot of Mm -hmm. stress recently, and I'm really overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. The response that I got was, well, I'm a guy. We don't really pick up on these things. You should figure out how to communicate this better. (sighs) Hold on, I I, I need to actually move so I can move my... Oh, my my headphones block my ability to move my glasses, (laughs) and I need to move my glasses so that I can just pinch the bridge of my nose. Oh, my God. So that happens... in like two different conversations and trigger warning sexism <laughs> yeah so i don't work for this guy anymore i'm thinking no and i feel bad because i couldn't figure out how to tell the next person he was looking at to come mm-hmm. in how bad it was mm-hmm. but wow. it's yeah it, you know that experience has been interesting since then because i've learned a lot about um you know, how do you recognize misogyny in the workforce or even right. just gender bias? And it's, and, uh, oh God, it's so tough, but yeah. 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 So I don't work for that guy anymore. Mm-hmm. He's not sitting on any of my committees. <laughs> Good. Um, I took the summer process, switching to a new lab. Mm-hmm. Took a lot of downtime, which, eh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I jumped into my new lab. Mm-hmm. My the new guy that I'm working with is fantastic, excellent. Um, and I I could not ask for a better person to be working with. Awesome. So around then, mm-hmm. you know, the, that whole process of dealing with this really stressful event in my first year, mm-hmm. and then transitioning into a safer space, and, and not knowing how to get closure on that event. Yeah. It, you know, it still builds up. And I finally went in and mm-hmm. had a conversation with someone about starting medication. Yep. Woo. I mean, it's not for everybody, I'll admit. Um, but uh, what what did they try you on? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I think I started on Lexapro and mm-hmm. that was Great. That was okay, mm-hmm. uh, except for the part where I'd wake up at 3 a.m. and not be able to fall back asleep. Yeah. So then we added more stuff, and mm-hmm. let's see. Well, Butrin was 
helpful for some of the anxiety type things, but yeah, well, butrin's great until suddenly, it, and it works really well until it doesn't. Yeah, that's that the, one, yeah. That one made me really foggy, so mm-hmm. we stopped that, and then you know, Visteril is helpful for oh yeah sleep. My gosh, it it that it doesn't put me to sleep, but that's Ursula's uh, anti-anxiety of choice. Uh-huh. So she's like, "Yeah, no, I'm having a really hard time dealing with all of these stress things. I need to take these. So let's, you know, sometimes it's let's record this podcast so I can go take Vistril because I I need to shut you know I need to shut this anxiety down, right? right? Yeah, right. So, um, and and now I've I finally you know went through I guess eight months of of juggling different types of prescriptions and trying to figure out, okay, you know, what's going on with me this week? Is it Mm -hmm. a hormone thing because female? Is it a mood thing because Mm -hmm. it's gray in Pittsburgh for two and a half weeks at a time? Yeah. And and that's, I want to say that's the thing. I have it a lot easier. And when it comes to these, because uh, I'm the target, test subject abstractly for all of these drugs so yeah uh, zoloft worked great for me out of the box but uh, maybe not so much with the with the um generics but that's to be expected with generics but when it comes to like ursula or um uh you know my ex-wife or things like that there's always sort of a juggling because it's women do not react to these things the same way men do and so the dosages aren't the same, and you know what works great for me is going to have a may have a completely different reaction for you, even though right. you know the only demographic demographic difference between us is uh, an X versus a Y chromosome, but that may that's a big difference. It is. It's like yeah. half of our DNA is different. Yeah, exactly. Um, so so for those of you who are going through this at home, talk to your doctor. Let there there is some trial and error involved but the errors should not be at the point should are should not be life-threatening and if they are you need to talk to your doctor about that too right right and mm-hmm. learning how to even communicate with another human being about all of the weird thoughts yep. and feelings and mm-hmm. you know the different side effects mm-hmm was kind of a, an intimidating process. Oh yeah. But but I was really lucky. Yeah. I found a really good doctor who the first time I went in I was like this is my problem. It has been my problem for over 8 years. I need help with this. Yeah. And she looked at me and she said I can help you. Mhm. I'm going to try this. We're going to we're going to do some blood work, make sure you're okay and other stuff and mm-hmm. we're just going to Yeah. Or, or as the senior yeah. nurse at the at the practice I went to, at the senior nurse at the time said, "If you're worried about that side effect, it's okay. We have a pill to fix that too." <laughs> I'm like, I'm not particularly worried about that one, but uh, okay, nice hey. to know. Yeah, um, yeah. And and the nurses that I've mm-hmm. interacted with have been incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, the the one after who came in to take my blood right after I finished that first conversation. Uh, just mm-hmm. saw me and was like, "You look like you need a hug." I'm not supposed to, but can I give you a hug? <laughs> uh, like, uh, yeah, 
No, so it's... Now, now I've moved on and I have an actual psychiatrist now mm-hmm. because the let's see what sticks approach hasn't been working. And yeah. um, guys, anyone who's considering this process and is really skeptical about it, once you find a combination that works or a single drug that works, mm-hmm. the difference is incredible. Yes, absolutely. Um, I, I have a friend who is who has been um, bipolar, right? Oh gosh, I, yeah. But it, it and it's very easy to control with medicine once you find the right medicine, and the balance between the medicine and the amount of stress you're under and the efficacy, it's all so tightly interrelated. It's not just a, there's there's a whole sort of thought process of well, it's just a chemical and we'll fix that, and it's not. It's not. There's a whole bunch of variables in it. It's almost a research project unto itself. Right. Yeah. It, oh, my gosh. It is. But to mm-hmm. have the chance to be laying in bed and, and just feeling happy while I'm waiting to fall asleep. Right. <laughs> I, yeah. Oh, my gosh. There mm-hmm. are not enough words to describe what that feels like after going through years of being mm-hmm. in the pit. Uh, yeah, no. And uh, and I think the other thing about it is, and women have this harder than men as well, is that if your doctor is not listening and taking you seriously, right, on valid concerns, maybe you need to find another doctor or yes. try somebody else in the practice. I'm, I'm very lucky. My primary care physician is a woman, and that's, that makes a big difference especially in terms of willingness to listen and discuss things. Right. Right. Yeah. And so my, my current psychiatrist is Mm. a woman and Mm. she's phenomenal because I can talk through, you know, this is how things have been going for the last month and I'm feeling this way, but Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure it's connected to this other thing. And, and, you know, she wants to hear about the connections. Right. Um, Yeah. A lot of times the doctor's just like, all right, well, I, um, Huh. Well, the leg bone's connected to the thigh bone, and the thigh bone isn't working quite right. So we'll fix the thigh bone. They they're very they they they're very mechanical sometimes. Right. Yeah. Um, so another tangent, um, and I don't know if this is a, a sensitivity content warning or whatever, but <laughs> I had really horrible cramps related okay. to my cycle. Yeah. Like to the point where I would get sick and pass out. Oh, those. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I started taking the pill. Mm-hmm. And at one point during undergrad, I went in to go see a doctor to get my refill and I got a male trainee. Oh, goody. So, you know, I had a question where I was like, is this normal for me to be experiencing X, Y, Z? And the response was, I mean, if you're concerned, we can change the prescription you're on and we can assign you over-the-counter, you know, Advil or ibuprofen or whatever. I was like, I, I don't want a pill to fix this. I want to have a conversation about what's going on. Right. Yeah. And that's and, – and I bet when you – immediately it's let me talk to your, to your instructor or supervisor or whoever. Yeah. Oh, well <sighs> – at that point, that guy was older than I was, so I was like, Mm-mm. "You know what? Never mind. Let's let's not even do this. We're gonna we're gonna just stick to what I came in here for." Yep. I will yeah. find someone else to have that conversation with. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But but it's important to have those conversations with with a trusted healthcare provider, and sometimes you know the 
the guy who's been, and this happens here probably more than a lot of other places, the guy who's been your family doctor for years and, uh, you know, may not be the right doctor for you, even if, again, you know, he's, you know, right. uh, and, and I'm in a small rural town, so it's a little different than when I lived in Raleigh or New York. And it was like, yes, I would go to the clinic and it would be Russian rule wrong term there but it would be roulette as to what physician or assistant or whatever i would get because as far as you know the the uh, insurance company that ran the place was concerned they were all interchangeable parts right right which is uh, yeah not how we should be looking at the people who are in charge of making sure other human beings are healthy yeah you you need to make sure you have a a, a relationship with your physician with your medical like I think my insurance company says, let's talk about your healthcare team, and team is a great way to put it. Yeah, yeah, because I mean they they're thinking dentist, they're thinking uh, optometrist, they're thinking, um, you know, your your actual physician, your pharmacist is part of that team, right? Or at least your pharmacy, right? Um, you know, no, people don't think about that very often. You, you don't. You really don't. Um, Yes. Okay. So, uh, but you, you, all the way back, yeah. you, you got so, help. Yeah. And it was huge. Medication is great. Um, mm -hmm. Medication plus therapy works great. Mm -hmm. Don't tell yourself that you are a lesser human being for having funky brain chemistry that makes you think bad things about yourself. Oh, ain't that the truth? Ain't that the truth? Um, and that's one of the reasons we um that's one of the reasons we're kind of very open about it i mean i ursa was open about it before i met her and then i don't have much of a choice because my life is going to be open around ursa it's just the way these things are um but i i i think it's important to say that you know the medicine uh, try try it sometimes it's scary but you know um sometimes you'll look at that list of side effects and say oh my god how terrifying is that? I, I'm not sure I want to take this, but... But then talk to the doctor about how common those side effects are. Yeah, because... When they do a drug trial, they are required to put everything that happened to the people in the test on the side of the box. Yeah. So, yeah. So, it says here it might turn my urine electric purple. Yeah, that happened to one guy out of the thousand person test, but they have to put it down. Right. You know, and we think he might have been eating something. We don't know. <laughs> right you know yeah may cause heart attack yeah among the guy who is 70 years old who already had heart problems going in but they should also say if you have heart problems talk to your doctor right which right. is you know yeah so it can sound mm -hmm. big and scary but For talking with your healthcare provider <laughs> is really important yep and and part of it and they have a liability and there are laws around all right five people out of five million had this in the test group, not that there are five million test groups. Five oh my million gosh, they would love it if they could get five million people in a test group. Well, yeah, but I mean, you know, five people out of these 5,000 had this one thing go on. All right, they have to report it, right? Right. You know, one yeah. person out of 10,000 had it. Sorry, they still have to report it legally. Right. Yeah. So, wow, we've covered a lot of ground. We really have. We really have. Um, and so... Um, is there anything else you want to talk about before we wrap things up? Um, 
Not that I can really think of. I guess we'll have to check in in a couple months. And we could talk yeah. about organizing computer files. Absolutely, we could check in in a, in a couple months. Um, now that you know how to get on my calendar, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just um, just just ping me. Um, All right. So, uh, where can we find your stuff? If uh, you so if I you want to really share, have very much stuff. Okay. Um, yeah. I started writing a, a brain dump type of blog mm-hmm. called From the Blanket Fort. I love it. Um. <laughs> so that's just random thoughts that I have about dealing mm. with grad school and sometimes dealing with mental health. And I'll, I'll do some mm-hmm. processing on there. Um, mm-hmm. Like I did a post about how I have dementors who have bees and I'm dealing with the dementors, but the bees are still there. And so I'm at some point going to have to figure out how to deal with the bees. But yeah, the bees are a lot easier to deal with when the dementors have gone away. Uh, yeah. I mean, dementors aren't easy to deal with in general, so... No, but yeah. they love to party with the bees. Oh, they do. I understand exactly what you're talking about without having a clue of the actual <laughs> post. No, I, I I get it, yeah. <laughs> you probably got the gist of the post, then. That's right, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, anywhere yes. else or just... Nope, that's, nope. that's okay. it. I have, on Twitter, I have a Twitter handle. It's uh, I'm sure I'm an adult, which I can send you. Please. I don't really post stuff on there. But every now yeah. and then I go on to just say random things. Awesome. And I like following people who do cool stuff and talk about things mm. that are not politics. That are not politics. Well, then I'm a mixed bag, aren't I? <laughs> you have chickens. I do. You have chickens, and Ursula live tweets all sorts of random things. Oh, yeah. That's... I think there was a romance book that she was reading for oh. something that was quite impressive. Yes. Oh, my God. I forget what that was, but I was I was watching. Still, one of the most epic was her live tweeting her late night playing of Hatoful Boyfriend. <laughs> and when she had unlocked, like, the... the Spoiler alert, when she had unlocked the super secret, here's what's really, really, really going on um, storyline that deals with, you know, like the spies and the, the, the post-apocalyptic and blah, blah, blah. There's, okay, end of spoilers. Um, you, uh, she's live tweeting as she's going through this. And finally, at one point, John Scalzi tweets her and goes, Ursula, are you okay? Are you on drugs? Are you having a bad trip? <laughs> and but it was you know but it was one of those one of those moments right it's mm-hmm. just like yeah there there are no words for you have to experience it and l- looking at her like i don't even like dating sims and i'm like i might have to go play this it, <laughs> you know yeah that sounds interesting all right yeah. yeah so yeah um okay that's that's it uh awesome. you know thank you so yeah, very you, much for for coming on and um uh, for those of you at home we will be right back
first off, I want to thank everybody for sticking through the whole conversation. I realize it was a long one. I mean, it was no Dino. And we love Dino and we love doing these long ones. So it's it's cool. Um, all right. So and thank you to Anna for everything uh, we talked about. It was it was just great and very open. And I'm still looking at some of the stuff and looking over my notes now a couple weeks later going, man, that whole um, using Fibonacci numbers as your scoring for. Uh, the difficulty of a task is pretty groovy. I, I really, I really dig it. So, couple things. Uh, first up, our badge code this week is blanket fort. All one word, blanket fort. And you can enter that at productivityalchemy.com to claim your badge for listening all the way to the end of this episode, uh, which is a big accomplishment this week. And yeah, uh, for those of you who don't know, the badges we issue are open badges. They are a standard format image with some metadata to say how you earned the badge. And it's pretty cool. I'm really pleased with it. And so it's used by museums and educational institutions and accreditation agencies and podcasts. So there you go. The other thing I want to do is I want to announce... Although some of you found it already, and I think you guys are great, uh, there's now a Productivity Alchemy Guild on Habitica. There is. Now, I, of course, won't be on it myself for another two weeks, but it's there. If you guys want to join, knock yourselves out, and we can uh, discuss things or whatever. It's kind of cool. Uh, so there's that. The other thing to mention at this point is that you can support us by joining the Productivity Alchemy Guild and sharing it with your friends. You can also share the podcast with your friends. I love it when people are sharing the podcasts and commenting on them on Twitter and sending us emails and things like that. Our next email show should be after we get back from China, which uh, I don't know how many letters we'll get through because we're still going to probably be pretty, oh my God, China was so awesome. At least I hope China was awesome. I'll tell you when we get back. The other way you can support us, if you feel like supporting us financially, is you can go to patreon.com slash Ursula V. That is Ursula's Patreon, and it pays for all the podcasts, all the equipment we use, uh, the food for Kevin and Ursula Eat Cheap, the drugs we have to take to maintain our health after doing Kevin and Ursula Eat Cheap for something like 10 years. Absolutely ridiculous, right? It also pays for uh, the hosting for this KUEC and the Hidden Almanac. So we're really glad to have you supporting us there on Patreon. As a bonus, you get all of the Hugo-nominated author T. Kingfisher's self-published works for free. Uh, before or right about the same time, everybody else can buy it. So we also think that's pretty cool. If you also want to support us a different way because you're not happy with Patreon and we know how that goes, you can buy me a coffee, ko-fi.com slash ksunny. And I'm fueled by coffee and uh, nicotine in the form of, of uh, e-cigs and <laughs> spite some days, uh, sleep deprivation others. But uh, I really appreciate all of our coffee supporters and you get a special badge code by supporting on coffee for... Uh, buying me a coffee, basically. 
And that's it for this week. So I have one more interview and one more episode to give you guys from while we're in China, and then we're going to be back. So I hope you guys are having a good month. I hope we're having a good month. And in the meantime, stay productive.